Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. I'm excited about my guest today. She operates a woman-owned business in Massachusetts focused on the cannabis beverage marketplace. She explains that it's a high priority for women to feel included in the cannabis space and for women to know that they belong in in the cannabis community. I think she's right on with that. Very important. And I I want you all to welcome to Plant Profits, Sarah Patel. She is the CEO and founder of Kelia. And it's an amazing beverage. Yeah, I've heard really tremendous things about your product. And welcome to Plant Profits. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We had to have you, Sarah. You're doing things. You're doing things. That's great. So your package is beautiful. It's so clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I love that. I love that. But I I really want to start just by really talking about your cannabis journey, right? How you got to the point till you took decisive action, okay? My cannabis journey started when I was a teenager. I, I felt like very comfortable with the plant and I, I loved all of, you know, not just the euphoric feeling that it would give you, but just the overall calmness. And then later on, as I was, you know, getting pregnant, was pregnant, and while I was mm-hmm breastfeeding my daughter, I stopped using cannabis altogether. You know, that that was so that's obviously a long chunk of time. And when I went back to cannabis, I realized that I had been really helping my anxiety for so many years. I didn't realize how anxious I had gotten just being a new mom and all of that. So I was one day, you know, going for a walk and it kind of just like came to me that this is a feeling I wanted to bottle up literally for other <laughs> literally. women. Yeah. yeah, that is impressive. I mean, it's, it's probably not an uncommon story, right? You would think. I, I would and I'm talking about the anxiety, not the specifics, but the whole anxiety that somehow we've enjoyed the plant, then we somehow discover why we kept doing it. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. From just being in this space, so many people opened up to me. And a lot of it is, you know, maybe they didn't know about cannabis before or believe in cannabis before. And I think that part of why everything is opening up is, I think, part of the intimidation of cannabis pre-legalization was you could really only smoke it. And that's not what everybody wants to do in terms of like health or anything. And so- even though that's what I was used to, that's not necessarily what you have to do anymore. So it opens it up to so many people to be absolutely able to enjoy the plant. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. We we talked at the top of the show that your product, Kilia, is a a beverage product, and you probably started out like I did, and most people would flower, right? Yeah. And right. How did you get to choose beverage? Beverage is a, a small but extremely opportunistic part of the of the business, right? So how did you choose beverage over, say, gummies or, or some other uh, consumer intake? I felt like beverage was the best way to get people who were kind of curious also in, mm-hmm. people who want to maybe not consume as much alcohol, 
I feel like for a beverage, you know, a gummy, you just kind of put it in your mouth. There's no real socialization with it. You're exactly. I totally, like totally that. agree. You just yeah. you get it and you can socialize, but it's not necessarily something that you can add into a social event easily. What I found also was that, you know, so that was one aspect. The other aspect is I, I thought a lot about this and getting people into cannabis is something that's very important to me and particularly making women feel at ease knowing like you're not a bad mom if you use cannabis and you're still a great human and all (laughs) of the connotations that used to happen need to kind of they've had it's had its time and so you can enjoy a drink as slow as you want as slow or as quickly as you want my beverages are non-carbonated i love that by the way stay right there because i can't drink carbonation and i'm not alone right i I need still beverage yes um so for health benefits yeah for i have a health issue that requires me to drink still i can't drink the heavy carbonated products yes and the funny thing not funny but the thing is that's not the first time i've heard that yeah a lot of people are not into the carbonating. And that's one of the things I noticed, at least in the Massachusetts market, I wasn't finding all of this diversity of beverage options. I was finding a lot of seltzers, which is something I, I was I really wanted to kind of stay away from. What I really wanted to model my idea after was those low calorie juices. Okay. That are so big on the market. Celsius is a good example because they have carbonated mm-hmm. and non-carbonated. They do, yes. And that, and with this, I thought you know, like you can add electrolytes for hydration, make it actually a health drink, like a functional health drink. Vitamin C and zinc for immunity. That's in my pineapple jalapeno. And lastly is my thank you. And lastly is my prebiotics and fibers in my grapefruit ginger electrolytes in watermelon not only does it taste good but it's good for you i love the fact because i think it's so important is that the way you're going about it you know sarah is that you are absolutely addressing need states consumer need states yeah right yeah. Trying to- and i think that's 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 really important as you build a brand right so it tastes good how did how hard was it let's talk about some of your challenges how hard was it to first of all to get a voice to the point where you start a business one and then to really take that and ha- and and create the brand that you want and get the taste right the taste is so important the visual and the taste is so important for ongoing consumption and for the reasons you said early adopt- ad- adoption of the of, of cannabis the socialization around beverage creates the prime marketplace for that for consumers. Yeah. And so you got it's got a it's got you can't be like taking medication, right? It has to be like a socialization, fun, tasteful product. How did you get to that? What did you have to go through? There's a lot of product development. For sure. I came up with the flavors very kind of organically, honestly. They were just kind of flavors that jumped out to me. Okay. And my husband and I went to the store and we got all of the 
ingredients that we needed just to see like would watermelon coconut even taste good or is jalapeno mm-hmm. a good you know flavor and all of that so we did a lot of you know testing of our own and then when we brought it to a product developer there was a lot of fine tuning they were great they're out in california they <laughs> were wonderful to work with and made it very easy to be able to formulate this and i would say that the the biggest challenges right now education around mm-hmm. i think that it's so important um, i have different uh, minor cannabinoids in two of my beverages cbg okay. pineapple jalapeno and thcv is in grapefruit ginger and i really want to be able to create a brand that values the how healthy cannabis can be when you know consumed appropriately and how mm-hmm. there are so many different facets of the plant that aren't getting that much attention cbg for example can fight cancer-causing cells. It can fight bacteria, inflammation. That's a healthy thing to be able to consume. Almost like a probiotic. And then, yes, and then THC uh-huh. is um, a, thought to be an appetite-suppressing mm-hmm. stimulant. Obviously, these are neither of these are they're like what studies are showing, minor cannabinoids. And those are things, you know, a THCV being a stimulant or appetite suppressant, that's so funny because it's like the opposite of what people think when they think of cannabis, which is why it fascinated me so much that I, <laughs> I had to put it in one of my beverages. <laughs> that's, a, that's so crazy. It's such a- Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. No, that that is cool. Let's talk about the education. I was thinking something else also is that you have very- let's say, creative choices to a consumer from a flavor or a taste perspective, right? Then there's no one else doing this, you know, pineapple and, and jalapeno. You are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get a shock factor? What is the consumer insight information telling you about the flavors that you chose to go with and now they're out in the marketplace? What's the reception to that and what kind of feedback are you getting and do you use that feedback to make changes? The feedback has been great actually. They people are loving like the different as you mentioned like the different flavors that are mm-hmm. they're not seltzer flavors so they're it tastes like a real juice that you're drinking with fresh juice ingredients I and mean, I tried to use the best ingredients that I could in for mm-hmm. beverage so the reception has been great, but I I say to everybody, like I want to be open to all of the consumers. Contact my email, contact, you know, keliadrink.com or go to my Instagram mm-hmm. at keliadrink and be as vocal. I'm so open to hearing what everybody says. If someone says, you know, people think that pineapple jalapeno is too spicy. Well, maybe I can work on that. I want to be able to make the best drink for consumers as, as a whole. Perfect. Okay. I, I, you know, that was a curiosity that I have because you, your, your flavors, your content is unique. Yeah. And, no, um, yeah. yeah, it's really good. You know, we've had a lot of beverage, cannabis beverages on the show 
And I'm always excited because, uh, again, for what you started at the top of the show, you said, what's true? This, for early adoption, for socialization of the product, right, there's nothing that could be like beverage if we get this damn thing right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm, I I think that it's going to be, I think it's a small part of the market now. Yeah, uh, about 2%. About 2%, yeah. exactly. Really? But my hope is, and my belief is that it will get bigger with time, especially as people, people seem to be really wanting to and embracing like a healthier lifestyles. And Absolutely. There's like... Very few studies that come out that say that like any part of alcohol is good for you. So I think that that's a, a switch that perhaps people will want to make. It's- yeah, I think that's great. We'll we'll dig into some some of the other areas that are uh, I'm sure real important to you and real important to us uh, in the listening audience uh, when we come right back. We're gonna take a quick break. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Sarah Patel. She is the CEO and founder of Kilia. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Welcome back, everyone. I am Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today on Plant Profits is Sarah Patel. She is the CEO and founder of Kelia, a really beautiful non-carbonated beverage in the cannabis community. And how long has Kelia been in the market available for purchase by consumers? Just a few weeks now. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, we're getting into stores. It's people, uh-huh. the has been really great. I'm 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 very proud of what I've built. Yeah, I I think the lack of carbonation differentiates your product, and and puts and, and and I really believe that we need more of those products in in the space, right? For professional and personal reasons. But Kelia, tell me about the naming of the product. That's actually kind of a funny story. I did a lot of research on names and just <laughs> figure it all out. And I ended up settling with Kelia because it means warrior, beauty, strength, intelligence. There were all of these things that I really wanted to have my consumers be able to encompass that feeling. That's that's really where the name came from. Right. Yeah. That's good. It's tough. I mean, that, that's a that's a great story because that gives you a huge opportunity. Producing and creating different flavors, need states to affect that's consistent goes back to your name. Uh, I think that's 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 really cool. But I just in today's climate, right in the in the business in the legal cannabis business. You launched a new product, right? Very difficult. The folks that lend money, yeah. <laughs> that provide money for folks like you, are, are they have a hard time getting money. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about that journey. 
that part of the story about getting the platform of support and resources to take this on? I went to my husband with the idea um, that like initially he was like, no, you're not going to just like, like that's such like a huge thing. How can you come home and just like lay on me that you want to start this new company? And then slowly he like, he really actually got on board and we just took little baby steps. We like called lawyers to make sure like, can we even do this? Is this even something that we are able to do? Because we don't manufacture ourselves. We, other people manufacture for us. So can we even do this? And then, you know, you talk to some people who make the emulsions and then they introduce you to people who do product development. And it just was this very slow, like little baby steps at first. And all of a sudden, I feel like we were just like rolling down a hill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he felt that way too. Yeah. (laughs) Right now we are self-funded and we are going to do anything, you know, that we feel is necessary and important to make this as strong of a company as we can, you know, and then hopefully getting some investors later on. Yeah. Or at least partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, you have a, have a wonderful product and I'm sure that that will happen. Yeah. Thank you. You know, you just got to have some staying power. Sarah. You do. And I feel like you kind of need to be a little bit creative and think outside of the box when it comes to like who you partner with, for example, yeah. or you know, partner different places that align with what your values are and being able to introduce your product to their consumers and their customers and their clientele. Um, so that's something I'm also interested in. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What What type of partners are you looking for? I would love, I mean, gyms, things like that, things that value health in mm-hmm. just naturally. Gyms could be a good partnership or spas would be yoga studios. Mm-hmm. Things like that is what I envision. Okay. That's great. That's good. So in this journey, and I'm talking about the multiple hurdles you have to go across, right? Did you find or have you found, you're you're still kind of early, right? Have you found that being female, has that been a plus? Or is it in your mind you're thinking, you, you, you're at home saying, if I were a man, right, this would be easier. That, what, did you, what are you finding on that journey at this point in time? Well, the... First thing, from the female community within cannabis, like full open arms, it's been yeah. really cool. I think that, you know, females maybe struggle sometimes. Yeah, maybe there are some times where I thought like if I was a man, I would be taken a little bit more seriously with my product. Um, right. But I'm, but for the most part, it hasn't been to create it hasn't been anything that um i'm like taken me aback or anything like that and again the female community within the cannabis space is a force to be reckoned with i mean Mm. you know they're very very just as passionate as i am about cannabis and bringing it to to people and and especially spreading the news or the news that 
the thought that, you know, women, this could be really beneficial for women in, in a way that maybe before it wasn't thought to be a benefic- beneficial thing, cannabis. But now, mm-hmm. now that we have like learned a little bit more about the plant and learned about all of the benefits that it can give you, I think that's something that I really want to spread off to mm-hmm. other women. Yeah, that's right. That's that's good news. That's spreading good news. That is spreading good news. So as you look at building this company, so you're in the infancy stages, right? You're, you market, probably don't have many employees. It's female-owned. It's female-run. You are the CEO, right? Are you, are you thinking that the majority of your employees are going to be female. Is that the move, or, or are you just going to, or you're not quite looking at it that way? You look, you're looking at the product is is going to dictate who consumes it. You're going to build a company differently than that. So tell me more. I definitely want to, when I'm at the stage, being able to hire yeah. women and get more women into the space. For sure. I do need to figure out, like, as you mentioned, like, the market will kind of dictate who is the consumer. What I envision right now may not be exactly who the consumer is. Maybe, you know, maybe it won't get picked up by that many women. I I don't know. And maybe it will just become more of like a health drink. I hope, though, that my message can stay clear. And I definitely think that bringing women into the company when we're ready for that would be a huge help and something I want to do. That's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. I think it's important. I think your your mission, you being a leader, is 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 dynamic. It's important. Cannabis has this huge opportunity to affect in a very positive way what C suites of consumer product goods companies look like. And and it's a huge opportunity and I'm very impressed when I see founders start with that concept of, you know, diversity of leadership. And I think that's really, really uh, an important piece. And I really believe those companies are going to be over in a trend because of their value of that. I think it's going to, it's, it's not a, you know, people think it's feel good. Yeah, it feels good, but it's a business decision that's got to affect yeah. positively. The, the bottom line, and and if you do it right, it it can do that in, in spades. So I, I I really love the fact that you're doing that. I tell you what, we're gonna take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk more about Kilia. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and my guest today on Plant Profits is Sarah Patel. She is the CEO and founder at Kilia. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hello, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you proudly by Protus Global. My guest today is Sarah Patel. Sarah Patel is an entrepreneur. She is the founder and CEO of Kilia. Now, Kilia is a non-carbonated cannabis beverage product that she's launched recently uh, into the marketplace. So tell me the feedback you're getting from consumers. 
about your product? Have you had a chance to start collecting that? I haven't, not from consumers yet, but from the different dispensaries who have tasted and brought them in. Um, okay. It's been a great response. Um, they, I think that from, at least from what I'm hearing, it's not just the flavors, but it's also the different functionalities of each of them. Yeah. With minor cannabinoids that aren't widely used in the beverage market uh, mm-hmm. is something really interesting to to a lot of uh, dispensaries. So I'm definitely hoping to get similar feedback with consumers. Oh, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier that you're using contract manufacturing to mm-hmm. to make the product. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what's your plan for expansion of of the product. So I would have taken you where where did you launch the product? What where what did you initial launch? What state are you in? Massachusetts only. Massachusetts, right. Massachusetts only right now. This is a great, great cannabis state. So you're in Mass and so how are you going to expand this? And what's the plan? Um the plan my plan is to initially just really concentrate on Massachusetts and make sure that we get everything right and iron out any kinks that may come along. And then I would love to be able to go to another state and manufacture there, um, do another co-manufacture. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would love that. I, eventually, I would love to expand to other states. Right now, I find that I really want to focus in on what I'm, I'm doing right now in Massachusetts. Although other people in other states have reached out to me and very interested. So that's pretty cool. Well, that's great. That's good. As you got closer to launching, did what you were seeing, did you see that the beverage cannabis marketplace, is it is it seemingly crowded or or proportionally very crowded? Or because it is a small slice, right? It's a small slice. But do you st- still see more and more opportunity to come in that that part of the business? Oh, I think that beverage has such a unique opportunity because there are so many different kinds of beverages out there. And I found it pretty simple to find out like where some of the holes in the market were. And there are so many because it's still in an in the infancy stage, really. But the space can seem very crowded because there's only so Mm -hmm. much room within a dispensary that they're able to store your product and then sell your product. And so they only really want to sell what they think they can move. So I think that that's, you know, the tough part is that I think that beverage could expand exponentially. Um, We just kind of need to figure out a way to share the space easily. With everyone, quite mm-hmm. literally, share this space with everyone in dispensaries. So, so in your route to market, right? You have someone making it. Who's selling it for you? How are you selling it to the dispensaries? Oh, oh! I've partnered with a, a great company called Pedal Fast. They help me tremendously with this process. <laughs> I, I really. They, I mean, they've been excellent. And so that that's right. who I've been relying on. And 
kind of like taking their lead, being able mm-hmm. to ride alongs and introduce myself to the dispensaries that they work with and then being mm-hmm. to talk about my product firsthand. I think that gives me a great benefit. Easier to get in touch with the product developer, product developer, the, the um, product buyers if you kind of have someone doing an introduction for you. That's great. That's good. Well, they can help you in many places. Yes. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good relationship. And they will also probably help you connect the dots on co-manufacturers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, we, we definitely um, are going to talk with them about it. Yeah. As you look at your future and where you're, you're headed, right? And you're setting goals, I'm sure. I love your first goal is let's get Massachusetts right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because you, to your point, you're going to learn so much. Yeah. You're going to learn so much. And in every every time you place a product in a new dispensary, it enhances your story to tell to other states, right? Every time. So that's it's like building a house, right? Brick by brick. Yeah. Exactly. Build a great, build a mansion in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, exactly. That's For, right. Yeah. Maybe hop along to other states. Yeah, I love that. I love that. that. You know that you have the foresight to think think through it that way, and because that, that's going to develop a lot of patience. Because as you're more successful, you're going to get more enticement to do something different than what your plan is, right? Yeah. So, so but those are good days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are good days. Those are are really good days. Tell me about this little thing. This real. Really uh, high housewives of Metro West Boston. Yeah. I, I I I heard about that. Tell me about that. Yes, that was. I mean, just to even like say out loud that I was interviewed yeah. in magazine was just such a thrill. And yeah, it was. You know, I I came across the the author Julie, and she was looking for women who. Um, use cannabis who were open to talking about it. And I, I emailed her and we had a great conversation that, yeah, ended up in her in her article. It was pretty exciting. We have about like six of them in my kitchen. If you've ever seen to- <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that that that's that's wonderful. You got some publicity there. I mean, yeah. especially at the timing of that and what you're trying to get done. It's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. Really, it was, I mean, <laughs> I really feel like it was a, a lucky little break, for sure. Absolutely, Ab- absolutely. No. That actually helped some men, for me, what I was doing, to hear that someone was writing an article about the popularity of cannabis among women, to mm-hmm. be also be featured in that was really incredible, but it really showed me this is, not this isn't just a me idea. This is a bigger idea that needs to sort of gain more traction and and get more education out there. I, I'm very big yeah. the education out there. That's great. Oh, I, that is that is good. I really want to uh, thank you for for coming to Plant Profits and sharing your story on our show. And I I'm cheering for you. I want all those non-carbonated drinks to come to fruition here. 
yes. you're right uh, taken from a guy who can't have that carbonation so and it's a lot of us out there so don't, don't be shy of promoting that fact yeah absolutely does it give you uh, an opportunity to do more with the beverage because it doesn't have carbonation yes and no i think that okay. uh i think that Carbonation is sometimes an a, an easy something to add in. It helps. It just sort of helps get you know. Otherwise, you have to do nitrate. It's yes and no. I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ah, well, that's great. Well, look, Sarah, I really want to thank you for yeah. for appearing on Plant Profits and telling your story. And we're going to be following Kilia as it evolves and grows and. Uh, in Massachusetts and and beyond. So I do want to thank you and please come back when Absolutely. you have more stories, more stories to tell us about Kelly. And um, so thank you for joining us here on Plant Profits. Thank and you. for all of you. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thanking you and I'm thanking everyone. Hey, go look for this episode, right? And other episodes of Plant Profits by going to cannabisradio.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. All the outlets, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeart, anywhere. We are there. Listen to us and download Plant Profits. Follow Produce Global, my company, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the uh, the social media platforms. We are there. And really read and learn about how we at Produce Global are changing people's lives and how we're building companies at Protus Global, and that's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.